this business of setting up this drug traffic and the, the fight for Southeast Asia really relates to the other article on uh, the balance of payments in Southeast Asia. And it relates to your work on Indonesia and it relates to Polgrain's work on Indonesia as well, which I think supports your work. And it actually, reading that 1971 article on the CIA financial establishment, where you're talking about the balance of payments and their desire, their fixation upon Indonesia and the opportunities for investment there. And then you think about what the people like Alan Dulles already knew about Indonesia, that right. it had that gold mine there. And that it had this huge oil well, which was discovered in 1941 of like basically pure um, oil that hardly needed to be refined, that that was unexploited, which comes online in the 70s. I mean, all of these things kind of support this. And Can it I helps add one? to I'm explain. Sure. I just want to interrupt to say that uh, one other thing that links to the Paul Grain article is that his thesis is that uh, the company that was behind the discovery of the copper and gold deposits was actually, it had a Dutch name, but it was actually predominantly Rockefeller interests. Mm -hmm. And I didn't mention, but should have, that there was, that I think it was Nelson Rockefeller, who was one of the people who started the World Commerce Corporation. And yes, it is absolutely true that Indonesia all the thinking about uh, Southeast Asia, whether it was companies like Saucony Mobile, uh, who, who lobbied very hard for the... They actually hired someone to lobby for the Vietnam War before it happened. Uh, but they were, they, were, they were thinking Indonesia. And the government documents, when they said, we have to do this in Vietnam, we have to do this in Malaya, always said because of the importance of Indonesia. And uh, then when it actually became very close to the Vietnam War, it's interesting, they stopped talking about Indonesia, not because they'd forgotten about it, but because I think they were beginning a major covert operation there to make sure that Indonesia would be uh, go free. And... This is, I think, in a government document somewhere that they compared the situation in Southeast Asia to the situation in Europe, that uh, you had to have a shield and then an army behind the shield. Well, in the case of Indonesia, Vietnam would be the shield. If China had, was blocked by, if there was a U.S. presence in Vietnam, that would stop China from uh, thinking it could have its way in Indonesia, just as to have U.S. forces in Germany uh, would persuade Russia that it couldn't just have its way in France and Italy. So they did see that analogy between East and West there, the sword and the shield. And when you're talking about Alan Dulles, and these, the World Commerce Corporation, Rockefeller, Saucony Oil, uh, Freeport Sulphur in Indonesia, these are Rockefeller-tied interests. Dulles and the Council on Foreign Relations is a Rockefeller-dominated entity. Uh, and I would even look to the sort of, you know, 
a crass publicly public relations exercise of Henry Luce when he talks about Asia. And in, in the American Century essay, it's, it's got a lot of sort of pablum about freedom and free enterprise used interchangeably. And it's typically about like this. It's, it's not as much about material ideas as about this sort of uh, moral crusade in a way. I mean, it's all couched in moralistic language, but there's one uh, little section here that I think is very telling where he kind of gives the game away. And, the, and he writes... Our thinking of world trade today is on ridiculously small terms. For example, we think of Asia as being worth only a few hundred millions a year to us. Actually, in the decades to come, Asia will be worth exactly zero, or else it will be worth to us four, five, ten billions of dollars a year. And the latter are the terms we must think in, or else confess a pitiful impotence. So, so he's actually saying about that Asia is a place where we can make a lot of money, and who, he who's forgets. The he here? Who is the he? I'm sorry. That it's Henry Luce oh, of the CFR, right. and it was essentially a, a spokesman for you know America's corporate elite. I mean, Fortune Matt, you know Henry Luce and Fortune right, Matt, Time right. Life, all that. So here he's just saying, "Look at Asia. We're either going to get zero, or we're going to." make a bazillion dollars and it's when you put that in the when you put that in the context of rockefeller himself having these interests in indonesia that are just sitting there that he knows about i mean he knows about these two on on just on west papua two i don't know of a parallel of of resources that are so valuable and yet unknown to most of the of the world even unknown to sukarno sukarno was not aware of the the Grassberg or the uh, oil in the western tip of uh, of West Papua. So it's but but people like Rockefeller knew and you know and Dulles knew and these 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 characters. So this is a prize there that I think is like when you put that into when you think of that, it makes some of these darker areas of the Vietnam War era and, and the things that you've been writing about about you know standback oil. Which is related to uh, Saucony, which is a Rockefeller company, and their involvement and in other people in that milieu getting involved in the Vietnam War sometimes is in a private capacity. Um, where this is, it, it helps to make sense of all this. And you were really you were on this, and you know, in nineteen in nineteen seventy one with these articles, and all these things are related. Um, was this was it? A, I mean, we talked about this article a few times. Had you sort of forgotten about this for a couple decades before we we That's got what, we started to are we talk talking about, about it? the August seventh G article? The the no the CIA financial establishment article. Oh no, I always felt that, that no, I I I always felt that was uh, an important article of mine, and of, of course when it was published, uh, I think in seventy four, uh, it was a good book, but uh, the the key. The key closing paragraphs of mine, a whole line of type was missing. And so the point that I was trying to make, which was that a New York banker had switched from favoring uh, uh, withdrawal of foreign from foreign engagements like Vietnam to capital controls, this change in his thinking, which antedated the actual escalation of the war in 65, but obviously was keyed to it, 
that uh, so the point of the the point of the paragraph and in a sense the point of the whole essay got lost by the disappearance of a line of type just i just noticed in this book uh, the american war machine that again this time i think i may have been responsible but i couldn't have been responsible for the disappearance of a line of type that had to happen at some other level that was just an excerpt from the American Exception podcast. To hear the whole episode, as well as archived and new episodes, please subscribe to the American Exception podcast at Patreon. There's a link in the show notes, or you can just go to patreon.com slash American Exception. Subscribe and you can join us as we illuminate the dark side of the U.S. empire.